You're listening to Portfolio Builders, a WealthCap Holdings podcast about long-term wealth building and financial independence. Hey, everybody. Devin here, your host for the Portfolio Builders podcast. I'm really excited to have my new friends, Todd and Jordan, on with us today. Um, I'll let you guys say hey and introduce yourselves and let us know just a little bit about your background and um, how you two came to be partners working together. Absolutely. Oh, Is that me? Is that yeah. me? Yeah, Ponye. Well, you don't start. Mr. Ponye. <laughs> Yeah, guys, yeah. Jordan, Jordan Payne um, from Montana, moved to Ohio recently, um, got my start in real estate about seven years ago. I was working enterprise, rent a car, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like so many people do, hated mm -hmm. my job, hated my life, and decided to jump into real estate. I uh, did wholesaling uh, pretty heavily, did really well in that. And then I personally transitioned into buy and hold, uh, me primarily multifamily real estate, been doing that for... Yeah, five, six years now. It's awesome. And we became friends because we were talking trash to each other online. How all great friendships start. <laughs> are, are you serious? I'm dead serious, yeah. That's awesome. He, uh, so he was already a buy and at this point, he was already a buy and hold guy. We hadn't met yet. And I was strictly wholesaling at the time. I hadn't transitioned into like building a portfolio or anything like that at the time. This is years ago now, but he was, he made a post similar to, I don't even know how we were, well, we weren't friends on Facebook yet. We were in the same free garbage group because there's a lot of garbage Facebook groups out there that are like real estate oriented, but they're yeah completely worthless, just filled with terrible information and half of it's illegal. But um, he posted one of those and he stated something along the lines of like, there's no real wholesalers out there. And I knew he was actually buying big in mistake. Yeah, big mistake. I knew he was buying in an area near me. So I went and found a handful of deals that were super legit. And I sent them to him and I said, which ones are you going to buy? Who's, who's legit and who's fake? And that's like how our, and he was like, who is this guy? That's how our friendship started, literally. And that's then we awesome. just went back and, how, and forth. How long ago was that? Like six years ago. Six years? I was about to say, that was at least five or six. Yeah, five or six years ago, something like that. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, that's how our friendship started. And then we just started talking back and forth. And then he ended up having a group that was built on actual ethics, which was interesting. That was that was new at the time. Maybe there's some other ones out there. I don't know, like real estate oriented. But at the time, his was like the only one that had valuable information in it that was legitimate. Mm -hmm. And he invited me into that. And then we became better friends, just kind of like talking online, kind of every day, kind of moderating that group. And then one day made a seven steps to your first deal with no money video like walking the dog through the neighborhood it was terrible on a cell phone couldn't hear me dogs barking dogs nice. are communicating and then uh, he was like hey you should do more of those that was pretty good and then that's how what we have now the kingdom real estate that's how that started was just by doing little stuff like that then it grew into what it is now and share with people who are you know either listening to the pod or, or tuning into the uh the live stream exactly what do you guys do with the kingdom real estate i've looked at your website just a little bit um but you guys like you guys really help people build a business in real estate right that are just getting started yeah for sure so we we saw i mean and this started five years ago we saw a massive gap in the industry mm -hmm. um todd alluded to it a little bit i mean a lot of people were just talking just teaching garbage and unethical approaches. So it really started as basically a wholesaling group 
then um, we started connecting with and meeting other people like Airbnb and people doing multifamily and fix and flip. And it kind of just evolved into this all encompassing monster that was out of control. So we really, we really teach a little bit of everything, but the primary focus has been helping people get financially free. And uh, I think we all agree that real estate is a darn good way to do that. Heck yeah. But uh, it, it's certainly evolved over the years. Um, like I said, started as wholesaling and now it's just kind of out of control. Yeah, that's so our awesome. ultimate mission. Yeah, our ultimate mission is to end financial suffering. That's our that's our ultimate mission. So the more people that we can reach, and the more people we can get together and move in that direction, the better everybody is. And that doesn't mean like a lot of people here end financial suffering. They think that's just for people who are either struggling to make money, or people that haven't made any money yet. But in reality, there's people that make ten million dollars a year, but they're financially suffering. They have the ability to make a lot, but they don't understand how to make it grow or work for themselves. I watch people all the time with. I, I even know people with giant YouTube channels, millions of followers, but they work 80 hours a week, 90 yeah. hours a week, 100 hours yeah. a week, and they don't know how to get out of it. And their face is the entire business. So if they were to leave it, it would crash and burn. So we teach people how to escape that. That's awesome. Well. That's awesome. Um, I mean, it, at WealthCap, that's like the whole foundation of how this thing got started. You know, Chris and Taylor wanted to start building a portfolio. And then other people started asking, like, how can we do what you guys are doing? And it just naturally evolved, you know, where we started offering these turnkey properties to people that wanted to invest in real estate, but maybe they don't have the time or energy or resources to go out there and figure it out and do the fix and flip and all that stuff. So um, super cool that the philosophies are, you know, really aligned there, helping people build passive long-term wealth. You know, because just like you said, if you got to go to work and hustle 80 hours a week, you know, you're that's like a never ending mouse on a <laughs> on a it's wheel a cycle type nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah like it, that's, it doesn't matter how well you're being paid. If you're on the if you're in if you're in the rat race, you're in the rat race. Yeah. If if sometimes it's just really well paid. Um, think about NFL players. Yeah. And NBA players, the amount of guys that go broke because there's no financial literacy, there's nobody to help them from their financial suffering. They just make a lot in a short amount of time. There's there's no actual change in habits or process or understanding. So do you guys help do you help people with kind of like the the mindset aspect too? Or is it just strategy or is it a little bit of both? That's that's Todd's department. Um so we yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let him uh, handle this one, but we, we found very, very early on that real estate is not most people's problem. It's okay. not the act of finding a property or closing a deal. It's not even the act of necessarily having money. Um, that's, that's kind of the easy stuff. We really found quickly that it was, everything stemmed from people's perception and their mindset, but Todd. Yeah. And understanding how to think differently is what really changed not only everything for us, but when we started really working with people, once we passed, you know, because we worked with over 5,000 students now, I think oh, we're wow. approaching 6,000 6, at this point that have come through our door. So you start to realize some patterns after you work with yeah. many people, especially <laughs> when you're like really integrated in it. It's not just like recorded content or anything like we're actually interacting, you know, you know, depending on levels, you know, similar to this and or even this. And you start to learn what the real problems with you know, people's financial being is, and it's, you know, sometimes it's habit and process, but usually it's the way that people think and where they're coming from, a discomfort with money, a misunderstanding of what money is, how to use it properly, 
and just it being the most taboo topic in the world. Like if you want to clear out Thanksgiving table, you know, before Fauci canceled it or before everybody else canceled it. If you want to clear out Thanksgiving table, sit down and ask your uncle, hey, what'd you bring home last year on the old W-2? Like, and everybody will clear out, like no one's comfortable with it. Like you could probably have a better conversation with family members about sex before you could about money, which nice. is completely, which is completely ridiculous. Yeah. So once we started picking up on patterns of that, we're like, all right, how do we solve this up front? How do we solve how people think up front and then implement processes and steps from that point? Like once they're thinking a certain way, that way they can take care of themselves, you know, pay themselves first, get money away from them and get it working. And then they can live however they please at that point. Okay, I'm curious. This is, and this is like a little off topic, what I thought we might talk about today, but I think this is way more interesting. So are there um, like a couple, are there a couple problems that you see over and over and over again that are like the most prevalent with, with the people, the way that people think about money? Is it the way that they think about debt? That's what comes to my mind um, with the investors that I talk to. So it's a combination of things. One is control. So they think that if they get money out and working for them, that they no longer have control over it, which isn't true at all. Um, and they also don't, don't understand the philosophy of not trading your time for money. We're taught all of our lives to work hard and you trade time for money. The harder you work, the more money you get. But in reality, that's just not how it works. Up to a certain point, yeah. But let's just say it's just me in the business. I can work 24 hours a day, which is impossible, obviously. I can work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year and produce X amount of dollars. The second that I give half of it to Jordan, now we work twice as much and we create twice as much. So I can work half as much and make exactly the same. So how many times can you do that? Like to actually create the life that you want. So our whole goal is to have you think in a way that you can pursue the goals and the dreams that you have without having, without having to fund it through a true. I think you were saying traditional nine to five. Yeah, <laughs> you cut out. You cut out for a second, but I, I can finish. I can finish your sentences. Can you read his thoughts? You guys are so close. It's 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 pretty pretty much. It's cute. Um, um, I'll even take it a step further. I mean, just to tie it into real estate as well. Um, there are so many misconceptions, um, bad habits, um, blatant lies that a lot of people have believed about real estate. Um, Devin, I'm sure you've seen this time and time again. You know, I've got to. You know, I've got to manage everything. I've got to be the the repairman and the debt collector and the like. There's just there's a lot of bad information and bad perceptions when it comes to real estate that I think tie into the other stuff that Todd's talking about that have prevented people from finding financial freedom. Everybody knows that real estate's a great a great vehicle for for wealth, right? It's like seven out of ten people that are millionaires do real estate. Like everybody knows that, but very few people actually do it because of those misconceptions and because of that bad mindset as well. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, a, a lot of, I think a lot of people think too, that they need a whole lot more money than they really do. Um, or they, they try to do too many things, you know, like 18 different things all at once. And I, one of my favorite phrases of all times is he who chases two rabbits won't catch either one. Uh, so like, the investors that I work with for the most part, they have their entrepreneurs, their high income earning W2s. Like they don't need to be trying to lay tile at midnight <laughs> in a property. They need to leverage yeah. their money and like, and like do other things. Just like you said, they think they have to, they have to do it all. 
Um, and that's not necessarily the case. There's lots of ways that you can invest in real estate where you don't have to be the manager, the rehab guy, you know, there's no, there's no way that like I could do that or, um, investing out of state is really scary for a lot of people. We help a ton of people do that. Um, and I'm sure, you know, some of those mindset issues you guys come up with, with the, the students that you teach. So I know that you guys are, your fans of buy and hold. One of you is a little bit bigger fan of multifamily and the other is a bigger fan of the single family. So I'd really like to hear your input on, you know, what is it that you, that you like about buy and hold over like a shorter term fix and flip type strategy? We're all recovering flippers. Yeah. <laughs> I, am recovering. I am too. I am too. Yeah, we're all recovering flippers. Um, reason for that being, it's just, so I know one guy that flips really well. Uh, he does hundreds a year. He's, he's in our community. Incredible guy. He's got his own program too. He's super dude. And he's like the only one that I always refer to, like he shouldn't stop flipping. Everybody else should, because he's just better at it than everybody else, you know, has, you know, does hundreds of deals and has multiple teams. And I think their turnaround time for like contract to close, to rehab, to contract, to close is, is something bananas, like 75 or 90 days or something like that, which is insane. Nice. And you know, you do that a hundred times over, you're obviously going to do well. Yeah. But the reason that, I like buying hold notes, wholesaling, things like that, which by the way, you can create passive repeat income off wholesaling. Most people don't know that, but we can talk about that later maybe. Um, yeah. That's probably a more minute detail, but the reason I do what I do and like what I do uh, is the reason for that is that I will never do anything that I'm only paid for once ever again. Mm -hmm. Like I only mm -hmm. do things that I can be paid for multiple times over and over and over and over by creating some sort of equity or value out of it that I can extract over time, because the more times I can stack that on top of each other, the more opportunities that I can capitalize on in the future versus starting over. Like even, like even in wholesaling, if I take a promissory note as a, you know, as payment versus, you know, just a $10,000 fee, I'm going to do that every time. I'm going to take the 250 bucks a month and do that a hundred times instead of doing 10 grand 50 times or whatever. Gotcha. That's pretty smart. I don't think I'd ever really thought about it that way before doing something where you get paid for it over and over and over again versus just paid for it one time. I think that's a really yeah. succinct way to explain it. Yeah. An example of that would be, so every, if you do something of value that continues to touch people's lives and you get paid for it over and over, your hourly rate just goes through the roof and it never stops. Mm -hmm. So an example of that would be my books, my book royalties, right? So if I'm making 10 or 15,000 a month from a book royalty, and let's say it took me a week to write it or two weeks to write it, but it continues to sell for years. Every time that book sale goes, every time I receive a royalty, my hourly rate goes up. Yeah. So how many times can I do that? And how many businesses can I have that or jobs can I have that involved with that I can touch a lot of lives while I'll be compensated well for it. And it's a fair, you know, win-win. Right on. Every, everyone's like starting a book. Gonna, gonna, gonna be writing a book <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> um, for, for, for me, I mean, it was a little bit different. Um, for me, I mean, like I, I did really well wholesaling. Um, we did right around like 500 grand in 10 months. And I, you know, about killed myself. Um, was working really, really hard for great money. Um, but I was like, man, I, I, I can't sustain at this pace. 
there, there's no way that I can continue to do this for another six months, let alone, you know, the rest of my life. So I've, I've got to figure out something that I can do long-term. that's not going to kill me. So um, I, I remember talking to somebody that basically said, Hey man, if you're, if you're creative, you can attain whatever kind of wealth you want. So that kind of led me down this rabbit trail of, you know, creative financing and ways, ways that I could get into these multifamily properties that I was pursuing without, without using a bunch of my own money. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time I was young enough where every banker laughed at me and they're like, dude, there's no way we're going to give you a loan. So I wasn't bankable. I didn't have great credit. And I said, man, there's gotta be another way for me to get into properties. So I just figured out, man, if I can, if I can learn how to be creative and use this thing, I can, I can probably build a portfolio that makes sense. So for me, that was kind of where some of the creative strategies came in, like lease options and subject to and owner financing and learning how to raise private money kind of played in. But um, to, to what Todd said, it's like, man, I can work, you know, let's say it takes me three, four, five weeks to get into a, a fourplex or a fiveplex. I'm going to get paid on that for the rest of my life. And not only that, my kids can get paid on that. Mm-hmm. And if they're smart enough to keep it around and their kids, you know, I mean, like that's something that's generational wealth. Right. That's something that I can make a decision today and not be selfish and invest in something that, you know, my two month old kid in the other room can have when, you know, when he's 20, 30 years old. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we're lazy, Todd. (laughs) We're like, dude, we we really don't want to. If if we're going to work, we better get paid for 20, 30, 40, 50 years on it. That's not a terrible problem to have. No. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think that's brilliant. And what's isn't there that phrase that says like if you can hire um, if you can hire a, a a lazy man or a smart man to do a job, like always pick the lazy man because he'll figure out the the easiest way to get it done. Um, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I always I think about that a lot. Like, you know, maybe I need to embrace <laughs> some more of those some more of those qualities. <laughs> Um, so as you guys are, you know, building wealth, generational wealth, cause you, you have a kid, Jordan, do you have a family, Todd? Yeah, yeah. I got one as well. Yep. Okay, yeah, I got cool. a four-year-old. Just curious, um, you know, what you guys are noticing as changes in the market, like in the last six to nine months with the pandemic hitting in your businesses, the things that you're doing personally or with the people that you're coaching, have you noticed any, any big changes or trends? And I'm really curious where you think uh, the market is going to be headed like into next year. What are, what are your predictions? I've asked this question of like a lot of different um, mm. real estate experts. And I'm just really curious kind of what everybody thinks. Cause everybody's got a slightly different take on uh, you know, what they think is going to happen in the next coming years. Yeah, the the other people that you interview might be smarter than me. I'll be the first one to admit that. (laughs) Um, Everything that me and Todd teach and everything that we do is based on serving people and solving a problem. Okay. Like I do not do a deal unless I'm serving somebody and solving a problem. That's how I've gotten my best deals. Um, For the most part, I don't shop on the market. Most of my stuff is off market. So think of people, you know, probate went through a, a really nasty or divorce went through a really nasty divorce probate. There was a death in the family, somebody in pre foreclosure, literally going through the worst time, the hardest time, the most emotional time of their life. You know, we're going to show up and be the superhero and our best deals have come from solving the biggest problems. 
So we, I, I don't do stuff off of the MLS. Typically, I don't work with a lot of real estate agents. Like it's, we're out there hunting problems that we can solve. Because of that, what I'm seeing right now, and I, I won't pretend that I know what's going to happen six months from now. Right mm-hmm. now, what I'm seeing is that COVID and the market and even the elections, it's amplifying the needs of people. So, you know, people that are in a bad situation, it's COVID is amplifying that. It's making it 10 times worse um, across the board. I mean, all, all of the different niches that I just talked about, you know, pre-foreclosure, it's amplifying that. Uh, people in probate, it's amplifying that. Mm-hmm. So if, if anything right now, and I would say even the next, I mean, six, eight, 10 months, I would just say that there's, there's even more people right now that have a need mm-hmm. that we can step in and solve. Um, I'm seeing I'm I'm seeing big moves and a lot of commercial opportunities, but okay. Again, I mean, how long how long will that last? I'm not sure. Gotcha. It's definitely easier to sell anything. Everything sells really fast right now. Mm-hmm. I agree totally with Jordan and the reason that we approach you know problem solving the way that we do and attaining real estate the way that we do is that it doesn't matter what the market's actually doing. It doesn't matter if it's up, down, consolidating, sideways. Doesn't really matter for the simple fact that as long as it's legal to buy and sell real estate, we're in business. As long as people are getting divorced, die, born and married, there's a re- there's a need and a reason to buy or sell. So therefore we're still in business. So all, I like all five of those things. <laughs> I'm yeah. a big fan of all five of those things giving us opportunity. Um, some people on the stream are probably like, well, this guy wishes people would die more. No, it's nothing to do with that. I'm just saying, I like when it comes to business, when you're looking at it, opportunity is a good thing. So real estate's right there at the top. There's a reason it's the oldest business model in the world too. So as for where the market is going, in my experience and research and talking with other people who've been in the game way longer than I have, been through way more droughts than I ever have been, it's usually 18 months after like a large change. So mm. you usually see dips and then people try to get in they're like six to 12 months in and reality the bottom is usually 18 months out so jordan's saying it's like six eight ten months it'll be interesting to see i totally agree because it's been nine or ten months so it'll be interesting to see what it is around the 18 month mark and that's coming straight from the lips of a guy with you know a billion dollars in real estate so that's not even coming from me i'm literally just repeating what he told me right so that's kind of what i go off of but at the end of the day the principle that i follow is that if you buy it right, if if you ever have to sell to make money on the real estate, you've done it wrong. You bought it wrong. Agree. You ever have to worry about percent. yeah. Yeah. If you ever have to worry about selling it to make the money on it, you bought it wrong. So our principle is always like just buy it right. Buy value at a discount. So I do that with our personal home. I do it with all of our investments, everything. Kind of like laid into this, like landed into this one, our personal home, because I usually separate my personal home from investments and things like that. I don't look at a personal home as an investment. I usually like to look at it as this where you're planting your roots in the ground with your family. And that's really important to solidify you and make you whole. It just so happened to be that this one overappraised what we, and we offered it, you know, asking price because I thought it was a good value and just happened to work out. But we try to follow the principles of buy value at a discount and serve people. And that usually will take care of us. I've never actually had, a real estate deal turned bad on me. Even if I didn't make a ton of money on the deal, I've always, it's always worked out really well, whether I, either I learned something or made a bunch because we just follow the principle of the, the more, 
the more times we can partner with God in his land, last time I checked, he's not making any more. So the more times we can do that, the better things seem to work out. Yeah, I, I agree 100%, you know, and that's um, really the approach that I think we take too here at WealthCap. You know, we t I talk to a ton of investors every day and sometimes, you know, what we do may not be a great fit for them, um, but we can always like add value, help them with a strategy, maybe point them in the right direction. And as long as we are always, you know, keeping in mind what is, what is best for the potential client and trying to help them, like things always work out. And I, they end up sending referrals like, Hey, this wasn't a good fit for me, but my friend so-and-so may, may really be a good fit for what you guys are doing. Um, and that always, that always works out if you're just nice to people. Uh, huh. <laughs> huh. That's, that's a crazy, that's a crazy, I learned something crazy, new today. It that is a crazy is, idea. Just be nice. That is wild. And stuff works out. So I'm really curious when somebody, um, if somebody wants help from you guys, if they want coaching or, you know, to get involved with some of your programs, like, do they, what does the process look like for them? Is it kind of like individual, depending on where they are in their journey and what kind of help they might need? Or is it more like, if you want to learn about wholesaling, we can help you this way? Or like, what do you guys do to... Yeah, it's, it's really difficult for us to give a linear answer because a lot of what we do is custom. Gotcha. So, I mean, everybody's different. Um, what people are trying to accomplish, um, the resources they have, whether it be time, money, et cetera, experience. Mm -hmm. um, we have a couple different primary approaches. Um, wholesaling is a really, really popular approach for people that are getting started. Right. Uh, it, it teaches them a lot about marketing and you know looking at properties and analyzing deals like etc for most people that's that's kind of a good place to start um especially the younger generation i'm seeing a lot of seven like li literally people are in high school that are like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna start a wholesaling business uh so we work with a lot of people that are in that realm um mm -hmm. typically a little bit more of a one-on-one -on -one fashion for six months um and then we have people that that want generational wealth they're they're building portfolios they're they're looking to todd said recovering recovering flippers. flippers. Um, they're, they're trying to get out of that because they're working themselves to death. And they're like, hey, I want a little bit more passive. Um, people like that, we typically work with them for about 12 months and it's, it's buy and hold, it's notes, passive income, generational wealth. Right on. I'm stealing that uh, recovering flipper, by the way. I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> It's going to be copyrighted my, it. My, I know it's going to be my tagline now. You'll see me online be like, dang it, that purple haired girl, she stole my line. But what, what I never understood. So you're going you're to fix and flip a property. And let's say that there's 30 grand worth of meat on the bone, right? Yeah. Well, with what we do, Devin, um, you could literally keep the property forever and still make the same 30 grand with a cash out refinance or something creative like that. Mm hmm. So apples to apples, the flipper always lose, loses the property and he has to start over at zero. Totally. I keep the property oh, and forever. Gives, and gives 50% away to taxes, if not more. With capital gains. I keep yeah, the property yeah. forever, cash mm -hmm. flow forever, and I make the same 30 grand. Why would you ever flip? Yeah. I, I, totally, I totally agree. Like looking back on it, it's... I think kind of the mindset issue is that I need to flip it to like generate a quick, quick yep. cash to then do, do bigger it. things. And I think just well, that, going back to the very beginning of the podcast, very beginning of the show, 
the, the way we're thinking about money, right? Mm -hmm. It's so much harder. Like a $50,000 check is always more sexy than a $500 check. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Every single time. But the first time you can turn away the $50,000 check for the $500 one, it'll set you free forever. Oh. Like that, you're le the, le the like, <laughs> your, your, your level of character is determined by your ability to turn away money like when you need it. Yeah, it's like the marshmallow the test. To, like if you have the ability to turn away money when you need it, you have the ability to be free forever because you're planting the seed for it to be there forever as opposed to just this one time instant gratification. Feels really good for a weekend. And then right. where did half of it go? Well, half of it disappeared to taxes. And then where'd the rest of it go? Well, I had these things that I wanted to do and I just kind of did it. Now this $50,000 thing turned into seven and you got to go do it again. You're right back in the rat race. Yeah. I Does it take a while to help people fix that? Like, Depends on the personality. Some people are more rooted in their habits. Some people are more rooted in their lives too that like literally the next $30,000 check they need, which is a really dangerous spot to be in. So when they get it, they're like, oh, I have to use this. It'll be the next one or the next one or the next one. And then you got to learn how you have to teach them how to get on a plan to begin with, because the real root of the problem has nothing to do with this thirty to fifty thousand dollar check. It has everything to do with what we've done before and the decisions that we've made. And now that the bed that we're lying in, we got to fix that. Yeah, yeah. that makes total. So sense. it it could literally take a couple weeks for one person who doesn't have a lot of debt, maybe not a fam, you know, not a big family yet, single person, trying new things and already in the mindset of like, I want to do things different. Mm -hmm. Versus the person who did this as a last-ditch effort, twelve grand a month in monthly nut that has to be covered for big family, big house, the typical rat race stuff before they're actually ready for it. Keeping up with the Joneses stuff. Yeah. So it's just, and they have different plans to solve that. So we have to like learn which one they are first and then implement. Gotcha, gotcha. It reminds me of the, um, you know, that famous marshmallow experiment where the kids oh, yeah. are like you know, they get, you can have the one marshmallow now, or if you can wait, then you can have two. It's like that for grownups. Yeah. Um, my son, my son, his name's Wyatt. I just throw marshmallows at him all day. Like, don't take that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I've, train him on that. <laughs> honestly, like I've had that conversation with, so some of the guys here, they want to invest, but at the same time, they want a new motorcycle. And mm. I'm like, okay, well, you know, you can do that. We have that problem. Or you could, <laughs> you know, you could invest in something that would then pay for that motorcycle indirectly instead of you taking, you know, the dollars that you had to trade your, your time and your talents to earn, you could invest and then let your investments buy the motorcycle, but you'll have to wait a yeah. little bit, <laughs> you know, you can't go buy it tomorrow. And sometimes the motorcycle wins and sometimes the, the houses win. I think, again, it just kind of depends on, on the person and where they are in their, um, in their personal journey, you know, and maybe, yeah. you know, do a little bit of both. Like I recently got a lecture about, you know, spending a little bit more money on, on myself. Shoes. Like it, Shoe. was it shoes? shoes? Come on. Was it shoes? Yeah. shoes. It wasn't shoes. It was about, uh, it was about upgrading like where I live personally. Cause I, uh, you know, I had a plan. I had a plan about in, you know, basically investing every nickel and then yep. Taylor Welch, who's my mentor was like, lady, why don't you, that's not healthy. 
Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with them. It's not healthy. I totally yeah. agree with them. And I kind Jordan, of was pendulum swing in the in the other direction yeah. where I'm, you know, he's like, you could also get hit by a bus tomorrow and not yeah. enjoy. There's a happy space. There's mm -hmm. like a healthy space in the middle that you want to be in, like high quality life, high quality reserves still investing, have money working for you. Like that creates like this balance of equity, cash flow and reserves. Like if mm -hmm. you can balance those things correctly, you become what feels like bulletproof or invincible doesn't mean you necessarily are, but like it definitely sets you up for, you know, better success. And Jordan definitely didn't buy a Bentley two hours ago. So this is perfect timing for that conversation. Did you? Why, why are you throwing <laughs> me under the bus? Thanks, oh. Devin. I didn't throw you under the bus. Your buddy Todd did that. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I really didn't. I'm I feel, innocent. I feel judged. I'm just glad my internet didn't cut out during that. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm not judging. I think that's awesome. You know, it's the fruit of your efforts that have paid for but that have paid to, for that Bentley. To to your to your point though, and some of the principles that not only do we live by, but we also teach is you you buy the asset first that covers the liability, mm -hmm. right? So, for me, um, three to a fourplex covers the Bentley. Three unit, four unit, somewhere right in there. But if you do that and your assets always cover your liabilities, that's that's one hell of a way to get free. Yeah. And that's like basic, that's like the basic rich dad, poor dad principle right there. Yep. You know, break it down pretty simple. And uh, I think it's really cool that you help that you help guys with and ladies with that. Um, because a lot of it does, it really starts there, you know. For me, when I'm talking to potential investors, usually the conversation starts with kind of like, where are you trying to go? Because if I don't know where you're trying to go, like I can't, I can't help you get there. So uh, for folks that are listening to the podcast or watching the live, if they want to get some more information about the, you know, the coaching and, and services that you guys have, what is the best way to get in touch with y'all? Probably, probably just the website, uh, thekingdomrealestate.com. Right on. Cool. So folks, if you want to get a little bit more info from Jordan and Todd and learn from them, um, you can check out their website. And of course, if you want to chat with me about turnkey, I'm super easy to find wealthcapholdings.com backslash waitlist will take you to my calendar. Uh, either of you gentlemen have any last words of wisdom that you would like to share with anybody? listening buy the shoes say, buy, buy the shoes buy the bentley um buy some yeah. properties from buy some properties from wealth cap it's a great investment um delay gratification i mean i'd say i think that's what we've been talking about for a long time um i think that's yeah. why that's why real estate has been such a good avenue for a lot of people that can get to the point of delaying gratification because do that for a short period of time. And uh, like we talked about, you're, you're set for life and maybe even generationally. Right on. Yeah, and, you, and a good example of that, you could have bought the Bentley four years ago, but you haven't. So you actually showed a lot of discipline on that, even though I tossed on the bus a little bit. I don't have any cars like that, so. I... <laughs> no, you have a thousand <laughs> hats, but no cars. We'll pay no attention to the cars. Uh, we won't talk about that end. Uh, if Actually, if you want to find more about me, you can find me on Amazon too. I have a couple of books out. Um, if you can't wholesale after this, I've got nothing for you. And if you can't cash flow after this, I've got nothing for you are my two books. So you can get more information there. It'll help get your mind in the right place to either be you know, part of a fund, buy a turnkey, uh, get whatever going for yourself. Like Just get you in the right mind that way. 
mm-hmm. your money is working for you and you're escaping whatever it is you might be trying to escape. Even if you're not trying to escape anything, even if you have a W-2 job that you love, that's awesome. That's yeah. the ultimate success. If you have the ability to be aware of your surroundings, aware of yourself, and you understand that you're making the choices that you do every day and you choose to go to work because you love it, what a success. Ultimate success. You still have the responsibility for that money to go to work for you, for the people after you forever. So you still have to be responsible with that. If you don't have the awareness, if you're only going to work because everybody else does, and that's just what happens around you, that's the ultimate failure. So make sure that you're the ultimate success up front and whatever you choose, just being aware that you are choosing it. And then uh, you know, practice the principles and understand that riches and wealth is for you and it betters everybody around you. Right on. Great message, gentlemen. Well, I had so much fun chatting with you guys today. It's been super fun to get to know you a little bit. And um, hopefully you'll let me have you back. Maybe in a few months we can talk about what's new and um, you know see how things are shaking out in the new year for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate it. All right. I'd love to. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you all next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Discover how you can start building wealth with real estate, even without experience, in our free book, Why Real Estate and How to Get Started, by visiting wealthcapholdings.com slash book. That's wealthcapholdings.com slash book.